Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, today is Flag Day. Of course, on this date in 1777, the Second Continental Congress officially adopted the Stars and Stripes. And now here we are in 2022. The state of Utah is going through the process of looking at redesigning the flag. And with everything else going on in the world, it's I think it's something that's important and worthwhile for all of us. And we're going to talk about this in a couple of different segments today. But really pleased to have joining us on the program today, Jennifer Ortiz, who's the director of the Utah Division of State History and a member of the History Subcommittee of the More Than a Flag initiative around redesigning and looking at the state's flag. And Jennifer, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much, Boyd, for having me. So let's start with kind of the historic perspective of that. Give us a a little backstory in terms of the Utah flag and where it's been and and where we are today. Yeah. So, uh, oh, man, where to start, right? (laughs) I can give a brief brief history of our our state flag, Um, you know, Uh, One of our key points was that it was first embroidered in 1903 at the request of our first statehood governor, Heber Wells. Um, In 1911, you know, that flag design was adopted by the Utah State Legislature. So it was that state seal um, in white on the blue background with the word Utah on the shield. And, you know, what we now know as our current state flag um, has been uh, adjusted over time. But, you know, it's so interesting. Our, our current state flag looks like a lot of other state flags, which are, you know, called uh, SOBs, so seals, seals on a bed sheet, right? Um, I think a lot of folks, uh, you know, can, can take a look at our flag and, and others that are similar aesthetics and maybe not always tell the difference. So that's sort of why, you know, big reason why we are interested in the more than, more than a flag initiative. Uh, so interesting. I, I remember uh, as a uh, as a Senate chief of staff, we'd walk over to the Capitol and from the Senate buildings, and there is actually a place as you walk along where all the flags uh, from all the states are there in order of when they became a state. And you're right, a lot of them do look very much the same with sort of the same general seal. Uh, I'd never mm-hmm, heard of a seal mm-hmm. on a bed sheet. That's an interesting <laughs> description. <laughs> yeah, right? uh, but but flags are important because they do. It is more than a piece of cloth. It is more than just kind of a, a logo. Uh, tell us some of the thinking as you've approached this in terms of looking at ways we might redesign, update, or or come up with something completely new when it comes to the Utah state flag. Yeah, absolutely. And especially on, you know, Flag Day, it's a it's a way to think about our flag, but also honor um, not just our national flag, but our, our state flag. And so, you know, through this initiative, we really want to preserve the history that Utahns appreciate about the flag, but we also really want and need a symbol that more of us can rally around. You know, the, the research that came out of some of the surveying that our agency did um, shows that while many, many Utahns really like the flag, nearly two-thirds don't see themselves represented in the flag. And so um, oftentimes, it, you know, 
in thinking about that feel in a bed, bed sheet syndrome, right? Um, people think it's fine, but maybe can't sort of pick our flag out in a lineup, uh, so to speak. And so we really want a flag that we can be um, proud of and proudly share with the world and, and by all of us, you know, for us, by us. Yeah, so I know that uh, from February to the end of April, uh, you had uh, residents, anybody, all ages, all demographics, everybody mm-hmm. could submit uh, some different flag designs. Uh, and now you're kind of looking at this review phase. Tell us some of the things that you're uh, that kind of came out as some general themes or some of the things that the subcommittee is looking at or thinking about at this point. Yeah, we've had, um, you know, the community really has rallied around this effort. We've had participation from every county in the state, which is amazing. You know, we've received over 5,000 digital submissions for flag design. So as you can imagine, um, our design design subcommittee is going to have quite the job ahead of them here as they uh, will meet towards the end of this month and start thinking about, you know, what are the top designs. But in terms of designs that have floated to the, to the top, people have really um, you know, rallied around geographic images. So thinking about, you know, our mountains and the Great Salt Lake, um, we've seen come out a lot in skiing, you know, skiing and the ski industry has popped up in some of the designs that I've have been privileged to see. And so, you know, the next step for, um, for reviewing of those happens within our design subcommittee, because of course, I have not seen all 5,000 designs um, <laughs> as much as it might be interesting to see. That's just, that's an amazing turnout. Yeah, that's uh, unbelievable. Uh, any other things that uh, float up to the top in terms of uh, obviously the, uh, the beehive has long been a, uh, a part of, of the state and the seal. Uh, any, mm-hmm. Anything bubbling in terms of that? I know there's been a lot of opinions about keeping that, losing that. Uh, how does that play into our history and how do we move that forward? Yeah, absolutely. The um, the beehive it was right on on top of that list, as was um, the seagull, the Utah mm. seagull. And so, um, animals. I've seen uh, I've seen one design with a dinosaur in it, and so people really had fun with submitting designs. You know, we've had a lot of youth participation too, which has been great. And so, um, it, through I think some of those youth submissions, we got some of the I think more creative uh, designs, more fun designs, perhaps, um, you know, the, the effort really was far reaching. And so uh, classrooms across the state had the opportunity to learn about flags and, and through that process also uh, submitted their own submissions too. So, um, you know, in terms of design, I think colors that have cropped up have, you know, consistently been blue, white, reds to reflect red rock. Um, so I'm excited to see what the design subcommittee uh, decides on to help, you know move forward. Yeah. So tell us uh, what what is the uh, the path? What uh, what's kind of the timing or the expectation as we move forward? Yeah. So the the next steps in this process. Um, so the the submission period is closed. It closed at the end of uh, April, and our design review subcommittee will meet at the end of June and and take a look at all of the the flag submissions and select those top designs. So like I said, quite the the journey ahead of them. And then once the design review subcommittee has met, these will be compiled and um, be able to be viewed by the public. Uh, Sometime in August, we'll be posting on our flag.utah.gov website where people can view those top designs and also uh, provide feedback uh, on those designs. And then from there, later this fall, um, those, the top three designs uh, will be collated and sent up to the Utah State Legislature and Governor Spencer Cox for review. 
Oh, fantastic. And that uh, it is quite a process. And uh, Jennifer Ortiz, the director of the Utah Division of State History and a member of the History Subcommittee of the More Than a Flag Initiative. Uh, thanks for joining us on Flag Day. Uh, I think this is a great project, and it will be fascinating to see uh, how that all plays out in the months ahead. Thanks for joining us. Wonderful. Thank you. Uh, you know, one of the things that I love about this project, and, and of course, there's always going to be the debate of, you know, hold on to the old and move into the new. And, and that's always a, an interesting thing. But I, one of the things I love is even just the approach of this, that it is more than a flag. Uh, it is more than a flag. It, it represents so many different things in terms of the culture and the terrain and the people and uh, some of the great accomplishments and things that have been overcome here in the state of Utah and that heritage. Uh, very important. And how do you make it distinct as well? Uh, it is true. There are a lot of flags across the country that just simply have the state seal uh, stamped on there. Uh, <laughs> I love the way that Jennifer put it, uh, on a bed sheet. Uh, and we, wanna, we definitely want more than that. We want to be distinct. We want to be different. That's part of what makes Utah, Utah. And I think this is a, a really important initiative, and it'll be a fun one to watch play out in the months ahead uh, as we think about that flag. And I'd remind everyone that it is it is more than a flag. Uh, it's a it's a culture. It's a lifestyle. It's a philosophy. It's a it's a coming together of community. Not that we agree on everything. Uh, oneness is not sameness here in the state of Utah. Never should be. And we can value the differences. We can celebrate the differences, and we can be united in terms of the kind of state and the kind of communities that we're creating. And so we'll continue to watch that on Flag Day. Stay with us. Uh, We'll step aside for top of the hour news. When we come back, an important conversation about President Biden going to Saudi Arabia. Pros, cons, and the nuances you need to know. Stay with us. KSL FM Midvale. KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all-day companion for news. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.